We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On to the coupon, led the way with 30. Seven bucks in double figures. And the starting five for the Knicks. Plus, minus, minus tonight. They could not get it together. The Bucks win it by the score of 119 to 108. And the only Knicks visit to Milwaukee this season. All right. Happy Friday night, everybody. Um, hope everybody enjoyed that reality check. Uh, Knicks lose this one. 119 to 108 against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we talk a lot about the Knicks. We will talk a lot about the Knicks tonight. A couple of words on the Bucks first. Um, very happy that I made them my preseason championship pick, and Giannis Antetokounmpo my preseason uh, MVP pick. Feeling feeling pretty good about both of those. What a what a wonderful example about an organization that pretty perfectly surrounded its generational star player with the perfect talent and the perfect sorts of players. And uh, I think even missing Chris Middleton, Joe Ingles, um, I still think they're the best team in basketball right now, based on what we've seen so far this season. Um, I guess you'd give me golden state, but they've lost a couple of times. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's Milwaukee and I think it's Milwaukee pretty comfortable. You really do have to play. If you're a team like the Knicks, you have to play pretty perfectly to beat this team and a uh, good transition to the team that we are here to talk about, the New York Knickerbockers. They did not play perfectly. I just sent out a tweet a few minutes ago in which uh, I basically boiled this game down to four 
things, not necessarily in any particular order, but um, offensive boards, the, the Bucks killed the Knicks on the offensive glass, which is usually an area of strength for them. I couldn't believe it when I looked and saw that Bobby Portis, once a Nick, always a Knicks, Bobby Portis. I'm happy for Bobby Portis. Had eight offensive boards. Uh, Brooke Lopez, I think, had four as well. Just really tough um, with their size. Their size presents a lot of issues. And, you know, they're super athletic, so they can get in on the offensive glass, and it's not going to kill them defensively. Again, they're just a really well-constructed team. But, yeah, the Knicks could not keep them off the glass tonight. Um, Turnovers. Knicks got two points on one field goal. Knicks got one field goal off turnovers tonight. The Bucs had 17. I don't think the Knicks were terribly sloppy with the ball. I think their final turnover numbers were were not that much. I want to say they had probably 13 or so turnovers. I'll look it up right now. Um, but again, because the Bucs are so well constructed, if you give up any turnovers, they had 12 turnovers, which is not a bad number for the Knicks, but a team like the Bucs is going to turn those 12 turnovers into points. It's impossible to to, to stop this team when they get out and run. And the Knicks found that out the hard way tonight. Um, free throws can't, again, it's like you can't make mistakes against the team. The Knicks missed 10 free throws. Um, nothing much more to say about that. And then something I'm sure we're going to spend a little bit more talking time talking about. The Knicks needed some big shooting games from their best players. And obviously the Bucks defense had something to do with the fact uh, a little bit to do with the fact that some of these guys did not have great shooting nights, but Jalen Brunson and uh, Julius Randle both went three for 10 from the field. Um, RJ Barrett ended up seven for 17, but again, I thought his inability to just hit a shot because here's the difference. Like Jalen Brunson, you could tell the bucks were like, they were sticking Javon Carter on him, or, you know, even maybe a little Drew holiday. Like they were, they were making it a point to ensure that Jalen Brunson did not beat them tonight. And then anything Jalen Brunson got, he earned on top of that. Jalen Brunson didn't have a great game, but you, you kind of get that. And like the reason why I was like, you know, pump the brakes after four games. I want to see what this team does against a real defense uh, was partially because I knew a really good defense was going to be able to treat Jalen Brunson, the way that the Bucs treated him tonight and guard against him the way that they guarded against him tonight. The te- the four defenses the Knicks have played before tonight all were in the bottom 13 in the league, including two of the bottom three. So this is a different animal. Bucks are the best defense in basketball. Um, Randall, a little less excusable. He had a couple nice looks, missed them. Um, you know, but a- again, they're not going to let him get comfortable. Uh, took a couple shots you probably wouldn't like him to take, but like, I have some issues with Randall from the, from this game. I have an issue, a couple issues with the way he started the game. Didn't love that. Played hard. Did he play smart? No. Did he play well? No. Was it a good game? No. Should he have played as many minutes as he did? 31? No. Should Ovi Toppin have played more minutes? Yes. We'll get back to that in a bit. But like, even like, you know, it, it's tough for me to absolutely kill Randall because, again, it's, a, it's the Bucks defense. RJ finished tonight. Seven for 17. Got his 20 points. Look at that. Uh, RJ loves getting those 20. Yeah. About as many valuable calories in those 20 points as a bag of Doritos. Maybe some Cool Ranch. I don't know. Cool Cool Ranch more nutritious than regular? Maybe some spicy nacho. Ooh, I love spicy nacho. Yummy. In the tummy. Um, Yeah. How about you show up at the tip? How about you make some open threes? 
How about you, you know, help your team when they need you? How about you play D? How about all these wonderful articles about, oh, our, you know, RJ, it's defending the other team's best player. He's playing, you know, play. How about you actually play the good defense that people are writing about that you're playing? Because I'm not seeing it. Not even a little bit. Um, make make guys' lives hard around a screen. Don't just give up the the lane to the basket. You know, um, there, there's not a whole lot of value in that. Um, I don't want to pour it on RJ. I, I just, I'm just really, 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 quite frankly, a little disgusted with how he started the year. Um, but you know. He's made for this man. He's built. He's built for New York, so he'll he'll be fine. Uh, Evan Fournier, not to be outdone. Evan Fournier, give it up for him. Minus twenty two in twenty minutes of action. I have a feeling most of the conversation tonight will be surrounded or surrounding him and Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly did end up playing twenty eight minutes. Was very good in those twenty eight minutes. Evan Fournier was very bad in his twenty minutes. Shot four for twelve. Um, not really sure why Emmanuel Fournier or uh, Emmanuel Fournier. God, Jesus Christ. Evan Fournier is still starting games for this team. I'm not sure how much longer that can go on. I'm not sure how much longer that should go on. Um, But yeah, he's just, he hasn't been very good and he does one thing really well and it's make tough threes. And he did that tonight to his credit. He did that tonight. He was three for seven from deep and those were all like, you know, pretty difficult looks, but if that's the only thing you're bringing to the table, and right now it kind of is the only thing Evan Fournier is bringing to the table, shouldn't be starting, um, you know, and there's an argument based on where this team is at and what they want to accomplish and what they want to get out of the season that maybe he shouldn't even be playing. Something we've talked about on recent post games. I'm sure we'll talk about it again now. Uh, Mitch got in some foul trouble. I can't blame him. Um, maybe some people will. I thought he played pretty well in the minutes that he was out there. I thought he defended Giannis about as well as you could defend him. It's the hardest player to guard in the league. Harnstein, you got to be better on the, the, the glass, buddy. Got to be better on the defensive glass. Um, but he was also, uh, wow, three for eight from the field, but all the, the three makes were all floaters. So how about that? Cam Reddish, pretty abysmal first half in terms of his shot selection, at least. Um, had a nice bucket in the second half. A couple of nice defensive plays. The tease continues. Um. And then OB and IQ, IQ. OB and IQ were the best parts about tonight. OB top in so far this season, eight, um, eight made three pointers and 15 attempts. Uh, that's great. Um, got him 17 minutes tonight. You know, it's like, it's tough. It's tough. It really is. And I don't really know what to say. Quickly is easier. Like quickly should probably be starting. That's not, I don't think that's much of a comedy. He deserves to be starting based on his play. I don't know if they want to keep him coming off the bench for, for I'm, I'm not honestly, I get, I've always defended it because it's like, okay, they see him long-term as a bench pace. They want to keep him in that role. I'm like 28 minutes is fine for him. That like he should have played 28 minutes. tonight. he probably should have played 30 or 32 minutes tonight. Um, But like, if you're going to do that, then like start crimes, you know, and then what do you do with Fournier? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. These are not easy, easy questions. OB, you know, would have liked them to just keep OB in. Just keep him in to finish the game. Like, it's not like it would have won them the game. Wouldn't have. But this would have been a prime opportunity for them to be like, you know what, kid? You were good tonight. You were the better of the two players between him and Randall. 
Um, I understand the ways that Randall probably helped them more tonight are ways that are more subtle. Whereas Obi, he splashes three, three threes. So those are like obvious. They're in your face. Um, and there are ways on the defensive end and boxing out and things of that nature that are maybe not so obvious that maybe Randall had a better game, you know, and like, I'm not saying ignore those things, but like, who cares? You're down by whatever they were down by a dozen to the Bucks with five minutes to go. Just leave the kid in, leave the kid in, let him finish, you know? Um, Randall didn't have it tonight. No shame in that, but they didn't do that. And that's, that's a tips thing. That's an organizational thing. And I don't want to kill tips. And I think actually I think tips came out and had a great game plan defensively. I thought he, I thought the team was prepared to play defensively. I think again, it was execution issues. It was not game plan issues. Why they ended up giving up 119 points to, to the bucks you cannot, you have to box out. Like if you don't box out against this team, it's death. You have to make your free throws. But I said all that stuff already. Um, that's it. I don't really have anything else to say. I'm sure there's going to be some um, some takes tonight, some fire. Uh, and let's get to it on a Friday night. Robert Cross starts us off. Of course he does. Is it fair and reasonable to say the Knicks front office needs to do something so Obi plays more? I'm not a happy man. Hashtag 53 wins. Robert, you're in good company. I'm not a happy man either. I don't tend to get as bent out of shape about the Obi thing because I think I think it's more an unfortunate situation than anything else uh, dating back to what Randall turned into after they drafted Obi. It's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you want them to do? You know, um, I, I said it in April, the most interesting thing for me for the Knicks this summer is what they do with Randall and whether they move him or whether they don't. And like, I don't want to make this a trade Randall post game, but like nothing has changed. However, many five or six months later, it still comes down to if Randall's on this team, Obi's role is going to be what it is. If Randall's if, or if Randall is on the team, if Randall's not on the team, then things change and it changes for Obi. It changes for RJ because now it's no more like, Oh, am I the second banana? Am I the third banana? And like this, that, and the other thing. No, RJ, you're the, now you're, you're going to get your whatever, 28 or 29 usage. And there's not going to be any, any conversation about that. Um, but I don't know what they could do. I don't know what they could do. You know, marketplace dictates that as I'm sure you know full well. Uh, thank you as always for getting us started off. Uh, Rob the loose What's up fam. We need a serious discussion about RJ. I mean, uh, what do you want me to say? I've made my feelings very clear on RJ over the last three years. And every time I, you know, I always kind of skirted the line, and every time I t- I dip, I stepped a toe over that line. The uh, you know, so all those all those torches, man. The torches they they burn bright, they burn bright for their boy. Uh, I just you know, he just needs to be better. You know, she needs to be better. I, I hit some hit shots, hit shots. Like I, I get, like I don't know where to go with this because it's like. It's not really a process thing. Like, yeah, I'd like to see a few more passes on some of the not great shots. But honestly, tonight, I, honestly, tonight, the worst shot that he took went in. It was the runner against Drew Holiday uh, off the glass. And I, But, you know, which leads to a whole different conversation and why people who really do truly believe in this kid long term believe in him. Because he does have moments where you're like, man, there's something there. There's something real there. Like, he could do some stuff. He's talented. Like, he's a... 
he keeps trying. He keeps at it. He, like, he didn't give up. He had a terrible first half. He kept at it. He did finish with 20. I mean, empty calories or not, that's like, it's a, it's an impressive thing in a way. It's not enough. It's not enough if this team wants to be good. I'll just say that. It's not enough if this team wants to be good. Um, And I just... <sighs> The way the team is currently constructed in this starting lineup, he would be better served just concentrating on spot up threes and having spent all summer, you know, take, taking 500 threes in empty gyms. Um, that's not the player. I mean, he knows he has to do that, but that's also not the player he sees himself as, which, you know, gets into a whole nother conversation. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, Kevin, what's going on, Kev? Good to good to hear from you as always. Can't really be too mad about a ten point loss to the Bucks. Sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I, I'm not mad. I don't think most reasonable fans are mad. I think it's just like you want you, you the the same shit that we always talk about when we're frustrated. You'd like to not talk about those same things, and I. Uh, and let me finish reading his comment. Tibbs coached a really good game with some rotational quibbles, obviously. Good good word. Shout out Bernardo Zorowski. Yeah, of course there's going to be rotational quibbles. Like, it's that. It's like... It's Fournier. It's like all the same shit, you know? But at the same time, you do have to recognize that the Bucks are going to... Most of the time, when they play a team that's a middle-of-the-pack team, which the Knicks are, they're going to make them look bad. You know, it's like if you're the Knicks, you're going to look good against Detroit and Orlando and Charlotte. Like you could look good against those teams. You're not going to look as good against this team. So it lends itself to frustration and angst. And I get that. And like they're not I, I don't think they're going to play another team as good as like looking around the league. Like obviously, there are other very good teams. No one's playing as well as this team. So this was this was a good test. And I hope they come out against the Cavs on Sunday night. Cavs who beat the Celtics in overtime, by the way. Um, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about the stat lines in that game. Uh, you could feel free to look those up at your leisure. Uh, you know they could they could beat that team even on the road. They're capable of going and beating the Cavs. You know, um, even not playing perfectly tonight was tonight was tough. Uh, good, good comment though. Thank you. As always, Kev, Anthony six though. What's going on, Anthony? Despite brief body language lapses, I like the way they kept fighting on an off night. Any learnings from a night like this, or do you just flush it? No, I don't think, you, you know, I'm watching Tibbs on my screen right now. I guarantee you at some point during this press conference, he will say the words you win or you learn. Um, I, I think there are ways that they could learn from this. They did not play a perfect game, like even putting aside the like the boxing out issues and like, you know, miss free throws and stuff. There were execution issues like they could have executed better and Milwaukee's defense and the way they go about uh, with the personnel that they have, they're designed to make you execute poorly. And the Knicks. What the reason why they were able to overcome their talent deficit two years ago is they never allowed other teams to to not out execute them to get them out of their execution. 
you know, like they always, they always came out and they executed their game plan. Like they knew what they wanted to do and they figured out a way to do it. Now it didn't always work because of the talent deficit, but they executed without fail. What made last season so frustrating is they never executed. And their talent was arguably what was more responsible for, for getting them the 37 wins than, than their execution. Although they did, you know, like the bench, I would argue did a wonderful job executing last year, but that's a different story. Um, so yeah, you go and you look at the tape and you clean up what you can clean up and you try to get better next time. Um, but I don't think they should hang their heads after this. Um, and it was nice that they kept fighting. It's a good sign for sure. It's a good sign. They were de- they could have let go of the rope and they didn't. Uh, good, good comment. Good question, Anthony. Uh, Sam L. What's going on, Sam? It's like Clyde said, nothing to hang our heads for tonight. Just couldn't make the big shots. Love the way Randall played physical all 48 despite the lumps. I mean, again, I'm hard on RJ. I'm going to be hard on Randall. Uh, you're paid 20, whatever he's paid, 25, 26 million dollars a year with that physique and that body. And like that, it arguably is still his best NBA trait is like he just brings a physicality to the court that few players do with that amount of skill like yeah fucking go be physical against Giannis Antetokounmpo at the very least be physical so that should be the bare minimum I'm, that's why I'm not giving Julius any flowers for oh he went out there and he was physical well fuck yes go be physical um, that said based on what we saw last year yes it was nice to see uh, but but you know you he was three for ten yeah, it's three for ten. Um, and yeah, in terms of in terms of the the uh, couldn't make the big shots. I wrote down two instances. Not that anybody needs to be reminded of these, but like, oh, I didn't even mention the eighteen zero run. Yeah, Bucks went on eighteen zero run run in the third. That's the thing. It's like you, you let up for four minutes, and that's it. They they run you out of the building. But they came back from that. But uh, six-point swing early in the fourth. Um, RJ missed a three. And then Javon Carter made a three at the other end. That would have got it down to... I think that might have got it down to either... Either would have gotten down to eight or would have gotten it down to five. I forget. Might have gotten it down to eight. And then there was a five-point swing later in the fourth when Cam didn't hit anything on a spot-up shot, uh, spot-up three. And he's been shooting those well. And then Giannis came down and scored. So, yeah, there were a couple instances where a basket goes in here or there. Maybe, you know, gets gets more competitive. Uh, good comment. Good comment there. TK, what's going on, TK? Um, disappointed in Tibbs' lack of awareness. The Bucks had three seven-footers on the floor a lot of time and not even trying out Randall or Obi at small forward to counter. Um, it's not a lack of awareness. I can promise you that. I can promise you that he has thought of every conceivable possibility it's not like <laughs> it's not like somebody went to him in the locker room after the game and was like you know you're allowed to play Randall and Obi together at the three and the four and he's like oh shit I thought the rules didn't didn't allow that um that's not it there are reasons he doesn't do it but that gets into it's not awareness that gets into the issues that I've been talking about with Tibbs for a little while now which is that he's just not He's, he, you know, he stays in a box, you know, and he wants to be perfect in that box. And if you're not perfect in that box, he's going to say, well, if we, if you executed and you gave max effort and you stayed in the box, we would have won. And you know what? But here's the thing. He was probably right tonight. If they had 
executed perfectly in the box in his little box. Yeah, maybe they do win this game because of all the reasons I cited when I when I started the show. But, you know, that's not fun. That's not exciting. As I see the Lakers lost tonight, um, they are now 0-5. Again, always always good to keep things in perspective, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, talk about a team that got mad at its coach and fired him. Yeah, clearly Frank Vogel was the problem with the Lakers. Um, but I digress. Yeah, so like, is it possible that Randall plus Obi at the three? I had the thought as I was watching the game. I was like, you know, it might not be a worse, a bad time to try it out. And at, as I had the thought, I was like, it's never going to happen because he doesn't because that would open up a range of possibilities. Some of those possibilities would be good. Some of those possibilities would be bad. That's how he coaches. That's how most coaches coach. Um, it's not that he's not an outside the box thinker. He's an out. He's an inside the box actor. And if you want to criticize him for that, you criticize him for that. It's fine. I'm, I'm not going to begrudge you that, but I promise you it's not for a lack of awareness. Um, thank you for the contribution, by the way. Forgotten NYC, lack of shooting in general reeks. The Bucks have a ton. Yeah, the Knicks came into this game 13th in effective field goal percentage. I think that's going to go down a bit, although they did, to their credit, and mostly to Obi Toppin's credit, finish tonight shooting 40% um, overall and 34% from three. So, you know what? It's like... They made some shots. It's just, you know, it, it just goes to show they can't. Again, this should be obvious, but you cannot beat a team like the Bucks if you're supposed to top three offensive players. Two of them have bad shooting games and one of them has an atrocious shooting half. You're just not going to do it. Thank you for the comment contribution as I mute to blow my nose. Uh, next up, Josh Kyle, RJ needs to improve from three Sims over Hartenstein. Eh, I, I can't get listen. Hartenstein's really good. And he's really good at a lot of things. I think a team like the bucks is particularly, a, is a particularly bad matchup for him because of his issues, uh, rebounding the ball in the defensive glass. That said, it felt like there was a stretch there where their most reliable offensive option was Hardenstein floaters. Um, you know, he made his first three that he took and he does other stuff too. He's creative passer and all that stuff, but the bucks just take all that shit away. They just take it all away. So, you know what? You might be right for tonight. Maybe, maybe a little bit more Sims would have been a good idea. Not crazy. I thought we'd see more of him for sure. Especially after Tibbs' recent comments that he was praising him. Uh, Chris Carter. Thanks for the contribution, Chris. Is it too late to try? Oh my God. Uh, I was honestly for all the reasons that I was hoping RJ would start out the year well this is the number one reason um, yes it would help the team and like you know it would you know, just be nice for him but this is number one is it too late to trade RJ for Donovan Mitchell I kid kind of but he's really starting to piss me off I mean I, I, I'm sorry I'm just at a loss for words that trade didn't happen. Let's can we just get something straight. I, I've texted this to a few people and like maybe in a few DMs. In case this wasn't clear when it happened, Leon Rose's plan from the minute, the minute, minute one that he started, or excuse me, Gerson Rose's started negotiations with the Utah Jazz, the plan all along. We'll slow play it and we'll slow play it and we'll slow play it. And then at the end, we'll put RJ on the table and that gets it done. 
because where else are they going to trade him? Who else is going to give them a player of RJ's caliber plus multiple unprotected picks? We'll throw in another young player if we have to, but we're going to keep, we're, but we are, we are going to keep the guy we really want to keep off limits, off limits. And that's obviously Quentin Grimes. Um, not that Quentin Grimes is untouchable. Not saying that he was not, but that was the plan all along. They, they wanted to move him. You know, like, yes, there are people in the organization that continue to be very big fans of him. And there was some divisiveness, I'm sure. And there were some people who maybe didn't want to include him in that trade and yada, 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 yada. That was always the plan. That was always the plan. And that was so obviously the plan because they knew it. Because once RJ was taken off the table, Utah said, fuck off. And the reason Utah said, fuck off, is they knew at that point, the thing that they could then get to flip for more stuff because say what you want about RJ Barrett, you could flip him for more stuff because he's a he's a big wing that can do different things on the court. But like <laughs> comparing the esteem that Utah held him in as a flippable asset is night and day from the esteem that many people would like the Knicks to have had for him from the beginning as some sort of a franchise piece slash cornerstone. He is what he is. I hope he gets better. And if he does, again, I'm going to have all the egg on my face and you could send me all the fucking crows you want. You know, it's year four. Let's fucking see it. Come on. Next up. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, forgotten NYC, another one. Mitchell having an MVP start. Well, RJ stinks is bad. Man, I didn't think I didn't think the tables would turn this quickly. I mean, it's only a couple comments, but listen, give the kid time. Again, I'm my my version of a compliment here is going to sound like it. This he is what he is. Give him time. He's not a he's not a he's not a star, superstar level player. You know, he's he's a he's a he's a he's a very nice NBA player who may someday become 
something better than a very nice NBA player. He'll improve. He will get better. There will be nights where he will look like a star. We look forward to those, and we will be happy once it happens. That's it. Uh, Matt Smith, what's going on, Matt? As much as I want to watch a winning team, games like this remind you how far the gap is. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, that's Giannis. That's that's Giannis and Tedekupo. Uh Middle of the road finish just does not get us closer. Watching Donovan Mitchell on Sunday is going to sting. Uh, you know, it'll probably sting for a lot of people. But they wanted to... They didn't want to give up third unprotected first round pick. You know, and for this franchise, I'm not sure I blame them for that. Um, you know, and in terms of like, should they have added Grimes to the two unprotected and RJ? You know, that's that's the more interesting conversation to me. Um it just puts you in a tough spot because you've at that point, you've given up control of your draft. Cause I'm sure it was 23 and 25 and swaps probably in 24 and 26. If I had to guess, you know, I don't know that for a fact, but if I had to guess, um, or maybe first in 23 and 27 and then like the Milwaukee first, they were trying to get away with putting in and then like, so I don't know, whatever it was, you're giving up control of your draft for the foreseeable future. And then you're leaving yourself without, a single wing player that you have any modicum of confidence in, because that would have left them just with cam and in a league that is dominated by wings in a league where the, the Clippers were picked by many people, including me to make the finals because they have like 11 playable wings and we would have had, you know, a half of a playable wing in cam reddish. Um, so like, you know, it's not, you know, again, it's not it's not quite that binary, you know, that like, but yeah, it's it is it frustrating watching Mitchell on another team? Yeah, sure. It's a little frustrating. Uh thanks for the contribution, Matt. Appreciate it. Uh I-95 bully, what do you what do you do when Evan is getting cooked on D and Cam is taking bad shots? Could have used the grimes. Oh my god. I mean, I've, this is the fifth every game this season. Every game this season, I've thought, man, they could really use Quentin Grimes right now. There, again, it's like I'm not. I'm not saying like he. They should, you know. There, there shouldn't. We can't discuss like whether he should have been put in that trade to get them over the finish line. It's, the conversation will probably be having for years. But like, if there's one thing I don't begrudge this team for, it's valuing Quentin Grimes and feeling like Quentin Grimes is going to have a major role this year because he they need him and he's good and he would help and he would have helped tonight a lot. You know all these. All these pick and rolls where, you know, guys are, you know, RJ. And again, it's not, I don't want to blame RJ because this is not RJ's forte. RJ should not be guarding the best perimeter player. That's not his skill set. He's not that level of defender. He's never been that level of defender. He's never shown it. He didn't show it in the pros, he didn't show it in college. It's not, that's not him. Um, He's a much better help defender, I think. And like a free safety role. That's what he should be doing. As a credit to Benji Ritholtz, who points that out um, or has pointed that out in the past. Uh, put Quinn Grimes on these guys. That's what he that's what his that's what his role should be. And then to knock down threes. So, yeah, they could use Grimes. tonight. I don't know if they win the game, but um, would help for sure. Gee Huber, then when does Obi ask for a trade? I mean, look, man. 
he seems to buy in. He seems to be all in with with here. Um, I don't think he's going to ask for a trade, but like, I don't know, man. He's, I mean, he's a CAA client, so you have to think the lines of communication are open. I mean, I do think it's notable that he was the first in the first rumor trade for Donovan Mitchell. He was the first name in there with Evan Fournier and however many picks they were offering because, or, and I, and I wonder, was that as much about the Knicks trying to keep what they really wanted? Um, Grimes and maybe quickly off the table as it was kind of doing a solid for, Obi Toppin to just be like, yeah, we're going to send you someplace where you're going to play 40 minutes a night. You know, um, I wonder, I wonder about that. Uh, but you know, here we are. I wouldn't blame him if he asked for a trade. I hope he doesn't. I love Obi Toppin. And I, again, it's, he's the one other than Grimes. who I just, I'm, I want to see how good he gets. Even, you know, Obi's the one guy who it's like, if you just reconstructed the team and you, and you, and you created a team that really could allow his skill set to flourish, which I don't believe is this team, which is part of the problem. Um, what would he look like? How good could he be? What would his ceiling be? I, I don't know the answers to those questions. I, uh, I wish I did. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out at some point. Uh, next up. Thank you, Huber. Um, Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time, John. Milwaukee had an impressive, had impressive t-shirt cannon cannons. We have Fuddy. Yes, we do have Fuddy. Thank God for that. Hashtag 53 wins. The 53 wins takes a hit tonight, Robert. Takes a hit. Takes a small hit. Not a big hit. Small hit. Thank you for the contribution. As always, Anthony six, though, I believe RJ levels out, but we have seen Randall IQ OB add wrinkles to their game. Notice anything new to RJ's bag. He's an easy scout at the moment. <laughs> yes, he's an easy scout. Um, he drives. The wrinkle that I wanted RJ to add to his game and actually let me give him some credit because I, I noted this down. When did he do it? I think I noted this down. I hope I noted this down. Um, he he. It was a the one of the breaks that RJ was. It was midway through the third. No, excuse me, midway through the second. Um, and Tibbs was like yelling "Go go go" on the sideline, and RJ had it, and he wasn't really "Go go going," but he drove, and he whipped a really nice pass. I think it was to Fournier, and Fournier missed. That's the that's the adjustment that I, I want to see more of is so like you're getting attention on drives. You're doing a good job of getting attention on drives. Guys converge on you. But the reason they converge on you is because they think you're going to shoot all the time and you do shoot most of the time. Pass more out of those. We've seen him pass out of drives pretty well. Um, do more of that. I don't even need it to be live dribble dribble passing. If you want to drive and then stop and plan and take a half a second to gather yourself and then kick it back out, like that's that's fine. But again, 
I, I don't even know if that's to blame tonight because tonight was just he bricked a bunch of threes and I didn't have a problem with any of the shots he took on drives. They just didn't go in. So, but yeah, I wish I had more, more, something more to offer than that. Thanks, Anthony. Mike Jameson, what's going on, Mike? Obi deserves more minutes. Yes, it will be better for Obi and Randall. Uh, yeah, I think so. Probably. Randall would be better in shorter bursts, in my opinion. Evan looked old tonight, my God. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he looked older. It's just so frustrating because, like, Evan, he does things every game. Like, even tonight, he, you know, he took one of the one of the Milwaukee defenders off the dribble and, like, drove the lane and had, like, a nice little floater or something. Like, that's hard to do, and he could do it. Um, his threes that he hits are not easy threes to hit. And he hits them. So it's like not like the guy can't do stuff. It's just my uh, I'm just making guttural noises at this point. Uh, that is what Evan Fournier can induce sometimes. As far as Randall in shorter bursts, I find it fascinating. You know, the Bucks again, all praise to them as an organization. Now, Antetokounmpo played 39 minutes, but Antetokounmpo... I feel like it seems like he comes in, he takes a rest, he comes back in, plays with the, the backups, takes another rest, and then he comes back in to finish the, the half for the game. Um, typically, guys don't like that because guys want to get into more of a rhythm. You know, and that gets to more of what are you getting, what are you, what are you seeking from Julius Randle and what what kind of version of him are you getting? Because I would argue that the version that we should have of Julius Randle, and we've been obviously talking about this a lot over the last like couple months, is something more like, more like Giannis. Now, obviously, it goes without saying that Julius Randle is not Giannis and Kubo, you know. But to try to be again more of a finisher and you know doing more stuff off ball and you know something where maybe rhythm isn't quite as important. Uh, I don't know if that gets necessarily a ton more minutes for Obi, but you know, just something interesting that I wanted to point out. I'll keep saying it. Oh, this is Kevin Danishevsky, by the way. Hi again, Kev. This game shows how much we need Quentin Grimes. No disagreement there. RJ is clearly not a great and be real, even a good perimeter defender, and we need his three ball too. I think he is. <sighs> I think he's better served off ball. I think he's. I think he makes more of an impact defensively off ball than he does on ball. I just don't know. Like maybe someone who because like, God, like I'm not. God, people are better watching the tape than I am. Never going to be one to hide from that. When I watch RJ defend, I see a guy who struggles at the point of attack, and he does not get skinny on screens. That's really what it comes down to. He doesn't get skinny on screens. And the second a good screen is set, he's he's trailing the he's trailing the driver. You know? He's trailing the play. And he'll, you know, and he'll 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 flare off and you know adjust to if he needs to if there needs to be a switch or whatever, but I just feel like it would be more beneficial to have someone in those situations who 
who makes life a little bit more difficult for the guy who's initially trying to gain the penetration because God knows we saw what a pain in the freaking ass Javon Carter was in the first half when, you know, Mitchell Robinson, who granted is not the best screen setter, you know, was trying to screen for Jalen Brunson and Jay and Javon Carter was like, screw this, you know, and look, Javon Carter is a different player than RJ Barrett. And I'm not trying to say that RJ should be able to do what Javon Carter does. I want to be very clear about that, but like it goes back to role. It goes back to role. What is the role you're using him in? And the role they're using him in right now, defensively, out of necessity, might I add, is not ideal. It's just not. Good good question. Good comment. Um, Robert Cross with one more. Trade proposal. Oh, my God. We're doing this again. We just wrote a whole thing about this today. Shout out to my own Knicks Film School newsletter. Uh, Randall Fournier and Cam to the Lakers for Russ and a 27 first. Get it done, Cutlets. Hashtag 53 wins. Um, Robert, I know you read, read the newsletter. Uh, if anybody is curious about my thoughts about why that is probably not going to happen, both from a Lakers perspective and from a Knicks perspective, uh, feel free to read today's Knicks Film School newsletter. Um, I just don't... I don't see it, but but I am... I remain, I remain curious about how the Knicks would respond if there was curiosity from another team about the prospect of acquiring Julius Randle. And the, and the part I always come back to is um, if they're playing well, they are probably not going to disrupt that, want to disrupt that formula. And if they are paying poorly or they think it's worth the risk in future assets or future flexibility, to make such a trade, what are the odds that Randall has played well enough to warrant someone else's interest, legitimate interest? You know, I know everybody wants to paint the Lakers as this desperate shit show, and maybe they are. I don't know, but I just don't see them. I'm not sure I see them making that deal. Thank you, Robert. As always, shout out San Diego. Michael Miranda, what's going on, Michael? Definitely think uh, the fact that we kept it close was a positive for sure. Yeah, I mean, this team has heart. You know, I talked to shout out to Monica McNutt, today's guest on the pod. Um, I don't think she was blowing smoke up anybody's ass when she was talking about how this team has a good vibe, good, good, good feel to it, the whole thing. Um, but man, these rotation choices and decisions can be infuriating. Would have Randall at the five and Obi at the four down the stretch. Uh, I, I'll push back there. Not against this team. I mean, they couldn't get rebounds as it was. Um, against other teams, yes. And again, to the comment earlier, the notion that they this was a night to maybe pull out Obi and Randall at the three and the four. Don't think it's nuts. Don't think it's nuts. But look, I get the rotation frustrations. I'm not going to I'm not going to begrudge anyone who has an issue with wanting Obi to have played more, wanting quickly to have played more, wanting quickly to start, wanting to send Fournier to the moon. Tonight is not the night to have any issues with any of those sentiments. Thank you, Michael. Um, Frank Miranda, what's going on, Frank? Hey, Macri, it's your boy Frank from Patreon. What's going on, Frank? Love the bit. Uh, 36 win team. Ooh. For those in the this is gonna be harsh. For those in the RJ Hive who didn't want to trade him for Spida, a portion of the super chat should be used to administer drug tests. Oh my goodness gracious! I approve this message. Oh Frank, 
thank you. I owe you one because you're going to put me in the position to defend RJ Barrett. And I really do want to defend him because I don't, I don't blame him one bit. I think I, that's partially why I've always pushed back against some of the more exuberant portions of the hive is because I think it does a disservice to him as a player to expect something out of him or treat him as something that he is not. I, again, I'm, I, I've, I don't just say this to say it. I believe that there is a very good chance he makes an all-star team someday or a couple all-star teams someday. I think he is a hard enough worker and I think he will continue to improve in all the areas he can improve. And I do not for one second, you know, look at this slow start and think it is indicative of, of his, his future or his ceiling. I just think it it reaffirms what I've always thought about him, which is that there is a level of player that sometimes I feel like he's made out to be. And then there's the layer level of player that the evidence suggests that he is. And it's not five games worth of evidence. It's three years plus. Five, and even go back before that. It's it's just in college, you know, um, it's all the evidence. It just suggests he's a certain type of player. And it's, I feel like it's not what it's he's made out to be. It doesn't mean he's he's going to be bad. It doesn't mean the contract's not going to age well. I, I still love the contract. I absolutely love the contract. But it, but again, I will <laughs> look at the market. The market dictates. The market tells you all you need to know about players. And his his agent in a league where centers are getting more devalued by the day, unless they are one of like the upper, upper, upper echelon went to the mattresses for his client, Deandre Ayton last summer and said, Nope, we're not taking a four year max. We want the full bag. We will take it to restricted free agency. And they did. And they got the max because that was what someone was willing to pay Deandre Ayton for RJ Barrett to accept or Bill Duffy on R.J. Barrett's behalf to accept a total number of guaranteed dollars in $107 million that is roughly half the total dollars that he would have been given on a max contract should it have been awarded to him by the Knicks next summer would have been a little bit less if it was awarded by another team because it would have only been a four-year deal without um, the same raises. Um, you know, like, no agent is out here doing any favors for any teams. That was, you know, they read the market and they made a deal based on the market. And it says that RJ Barrett is a $100 million player. It's a really good player, but it's, there's a gap between that level of player and the players that sometimes he is discussed with. We could just leave it at that. Thank you for the contribution. Thank you for the comment, Frank. TK, uh, also, I know we're still developing, but the front office needs to make the choice of giving Brunson real pieces. Also, um, I mean, I don't know how you want them to give Brunson real pieces. I don't know where they're supposed to get those pieces from, but it's a nice thought. Also, Mitch is 10 times better as a help defender than on ball. Um, so you want him more in the Robert Williams role. That's fine. I think he's pretty good on ball myself. I just, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't judge any player, whether you love them or you hate, hate them based on a, a game against this 
team because again, this freaking Bucks team is unreal in how they defend and execute and their game plan and the whole thing. Um, so I wouldn't judge Mitch based on tonight, but that's just my two cents. Uh, thank you for the contribution. Michael Miranda with one more tips, please. If you call a timeout for in a 10 hour run, make one sub. It was a, it was, I thought the same thing. I had this exact same thought. It was during the 18 hour run. Call the timeout. We saw this a lot last year. It was frustrating last year. It was frustrating tonight. Um, it was five and a half minutes left. Anyways, try something, anything can't with the hard headedness yeah, he's, he's stubborn as a mule. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not so good tonight. More on the not so good side. Thank you, Michael. Um, Dom, the dentist What's going on, Dom. We should have given the jazz what they wanted for Mitchell. I think that's a shrug. Happy face emoji. <sighs> Look, I you know you guys know I love Donovan Mitchell. And he's awesome. Like, there's a reason I wanted him. I think he's a top ten offensive player in the league. I think he has more upside than he's shown. To give up everything they wanted, it would have it would have even if we had him. And shit, if I mean, God, if they had made it that trade, let's just say they made uh pick pick either trade. Pick uh, RJ three firsts or RJ Grimes in two firsts. Pick either trade because uh, Grimes hasn't played. So uh, basically, in either way, you're just taking this exact same team. You're subtracting Evan Fournier. You're subtracting Evan. You're subtracting RJ Barrett, uh, and you're adding Donovan Mitchell. So Cam probably starts all these games. I don't know if I love that. Uh, would they be, would they have a better record? I don't know. It's an interesting thought experiment, actually. Um, I, look, we don't, we don't have to redo the Mitchell thing. It, it didn't happen. Let's move on. Uh, thanks for the comment though. TK with one more. I'm quite disgusted with RJ as of late, and I'm in no mood to wait till January 1st for him to go from 35% to 41% field goal percentage. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I feel, I'm curious. I wish I could do like a poll on this about how many of the people who are like very upset with RJ's start are people who were like always skeptical of him or how many people are, were like more, you know, even if not in his hive or were like hive adjacent. And now that he got paid and he started like this or like kind of starting to flip, I'm just, I'd personally be curious about that. Uh, neither here nor there. Uh, also TK asks thoughts on the primo situation. Please let's trade value trade Randall at his peak value. I think Randall's value has improved a little bit since the summer. If you could find the team that wants to trade for Julius Randle right now um, and give the Knicks like a real thing. I I'm all, I'm all ears, you know, I'm always here for fake Julius Randle trades. It's, it's one of my, it's one of my trademarks here. Uh, thoughts on the Primo situation. No, uh, not until I know what happened. Uh, I know he put out a comment uh, indicating that he's been dealing with uh, some trauma, I believe was the word he used. My assumption is that something happened that was bad enough for them to waive him. 
And we know something happened recently because they just picked up his option a few weeks ago or like a week ago. So this is, this is not like, like you don't do that. Um, if you're like all in or sorry, if you're out on a player, you don't pick like, you don't, you don't light whatever it was, $4 million on fire. So something happened and I'm not going to make any comments about Primo or anything like that until I know what happened. Uh, Good question though. Um, Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? Played the best team in the East. Tough. It is what it is. Yep. Got a box out, rebound better. Completely agree. Than that, regardless of who we play. Yeah, they just make it. They make it so freaking hard. They really do make it hard. <laughs> Credit to that team. Like, you know, you cannot give up all these offensive rebounds. You can't do it. And again, that's that's Hartenstein. I will put the blame on Hartenstein for that. For a lot of those, not all of them. But a lot of them, um, it wasn't all on him. But like he, he's he's just he's not great on the defensive glass. It's his it's probably his biggest flaw in terms of like what they really need from him on a consistent basis. But yeah, um, good uh, good comment there. Thank you. 